What do you think about AI technology? That is the big question these days. In a recent Ipsos Read survey of uh, around 1,300 Canadians, they found that 45% feel that AI technologies are a good thing, while 31% disagree and 24% mm, unsure. Well, co-founders of the Center for Humane Technology have gone public voicing some of their concerns about AI. Takara Small is a technology journalist and joins me now. Hey, Takara. Hi. So uh, co-founders of the Center for Humane Technology that studies ethics around technology say they have concerns about the emergence of new forms of AI that have shown the ability to develop in unexpected ways. What does that mean, (laughs) unexpected ways? Yeah, I know. This would be like the perfect time to insert a trailer for Terminator. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, So what they're saying um, and what they're trying to convey to the public is that this is such a new space. Um, AI being able to access vast amounts of of the Internet information and share that with the public. We've never seen it like this before. And they're worried about how AI will be able to grow because it's supposed to be analytical. It's about presenting information it's about thinking ahead like a human being and also how that may displace human jobs. I and mean, we've never seen technology grow at this rate before. In the past, when we've had new applications, for instance, like Microsoft um, products, it may uh, put perhaps a few bookkeepers out of work, but nothing on this scale. Yeah. So is AI technology being developed too quickly? I mean, that's the sense that I'm getting from uh, these people behind the Humane Technology Center, uh, that it might be going a little too fast. It is. And that is a worry, not just um, voiced by this center, but by experts around the world, because there are very little safeguards in place. And I think everyone listening can probably imagine what could happen if things go awry. We've seen with social media when there aren't safeguards in place, how that can lead to bullying, death threats, how that can have consequences offline. And the same thing is happening with AI. I want to say what's really important for people to hear is that a lot of the information these systems are being trained on is like a black box. Mm. It's secretive. So these algorithms, this information, it's proprietary. So we don't always know what they're being trained on. And if this information is being shared with the public, if the average person is going and saying, hey, ChatGPT, can you tell me about information regarding this natural event that happened? And it's biased. It's untrue. What could that say and do for the world? Yeah. The other thought is that AI programs are showing the ability to teach themselves new skills. How, like, that just sounds like, uh, as you talked about Terminator and movies, I mean, we could go down the list of movies where we've seen this actually uh, be depicted. But how is it that this technology can be teaching itself new skills? And again, the level of fear in my soul, Takara, is just building. Yeah. And I mean, that's one of the, you know, the points that people love to highlight when we're talking about AI. And if I can take a second to talk about the difference between automation and AI, because I think a lot of the time we get them confused. So automation is what happens when a computer, think of a robot, is doing the same task over and over again. So like if you have a a robot in a fast food franchise and it's flipping burgers over and over and over again, it doesn't really take much thinking. It just does the same thing, right? AI is 
able to take in um, and analyze situations and kind of pump out different scenarios and answers regarding what's happening. So kind of, I think a good example is self-driving cars, although they are pretty unreliable right now. Yeah. But, you know, if it's raining, the car is able to determine a safe route, if there's an accident, et cetera. Um, and so the idea that AI can think and maybe and sometimes be predictive of what's to come next can be very useful. The problem, though, is, is you know, if these systems, if, if these applications are predictive in a way that's helpful to society and if they're accurate. And I always think about the job losses that could happen. Mm. So for a very long time, I think people didn't worry about AI replacing humans because it's in the, it's in the distant future. But now we're seeing that with particularly ChatGPT, which anyone can utilize if they want, it can write sick notes, it can create scripts, it can write songs, it can create code. That future is a little closer than we thought. And if it can be predictive, if it can create and learn from itself, then, you know, what do humans have? Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit in a, in a second about uh, the Writers Guild and what they're talking about with AI. But I have another question because this popped out at, at me in this article that I read as well, that the biggest problem with AI right now is that it hallucinates. kind of goes back to what you were saying about some of the uh, fears about this information, this black box and the information that's being poured into it. Apparently, and this is from this article, it says that uh, it speaks very confidently about any topic and it's not clear when it's getting it right and when it's getting it wrong. And I know on ChatGPT, there kind of is a, a line, a disclosure that says that, you know, all of the information, there could be incorrect information that's disseminated to you, that's given to you. Uh, this also is concerning, the fact that it can speak very confidently about something that could be absolutely wrong. Yeah. It, you know, when I was reading about that, it made me think of like when you're at a bar and you're, you're just trying to get your drink and someone's in your face being like, oh, this thing is totally true. And you're like, well, actually, I work in the space and that's, that's not accurate. And they're like, you don't know what you're talking about. This yeah. is 100% true. And, um, this, and though they do have a disclosure, how many people read disclosures yeah. on any site? And, and that is troubling and that is worrying because if it's spitting this information out to people around the world and facts may not be 100% accurate because, again, for listeners, remember, this information that it's using to, a to answer any questions is coming from the Internet. The Internet isn't always a bastion of facts and yes. truth. So that, that is a worry. And I think, you know, as not just ChatGPT, we have Microsoft, we have Google who are coming out with their own chatbots. There has to be some push from regulators and lawmakers. It's not really fair on an individual user to have to parse through every single thing um, online, to determine what's real and what's not. It's just not realistic. Yeah. Well, even David Hunter, our technical producer this morning, was saying that, you know, they have they've taught AI to basically work around the CAPTCHA uh, mm. aspect. Right. So, you know, we yeah. all have to click the I'm not a computer. And they, the AI was able to lie and get around that in order to access uh, information on a website. Okay, the Writers Guild of America also wants to ban AI from being used as a source material in produced work. Now, we're already seeing books that are being written or co-written by AI actually on Amazon. I mean, good for writers, the Writers Guild for trying to get ahead of this. Uh, but 
is it, it are we going in the right step? Because I do feel like AI can be helpful. It can be helpful. And I think this type, I understand why the Guild is moving forward with this type of action, but it is incredibly hard to determine what's been written by yeah. a human being and what's been produced by AI. Um, so I think the battle to be won is over intellectual property rights and who owns the profits from whatever content is created. Because uh, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. And what's really interesting is that last year, there was a man who was going to court, and it's, it's still kind of winding its way through in the U.S., of trying to give the rights for a piece of literature to an AI program, saying it was like, the creator and writer of it. And I think we're going to see more and more of that come as this type of program becomes more accessible to the public. But it, it can be very helpful. It can really help individuals who are in the creative space, who are trying to um, come up with new ideas. They're trying to centralize their thoughts. I can see it being very helpful for those um, who have trouble writing or who are uh, differently abled and able to speak and talk in a new way. So it can be useful. It's all dependent on, you know, exactly how it's incorporated into workplaces and into um, the industry. But we are never going back. It's like the time before people could just read something and be like, that's definitely written by a human being, I think is coming to a close. So I'm going to ask you the million dollar question. I don't have a million dollars. So, you know, but (laughs) (laughs) but do you think that AI will replace uh, jobs like I'm thinking about Hollywood writers? Like, yes, the Writers Guild is moving in that direction of banning AI. You know, this one writer uh, quoted uh, has said that he doesn't think AI will be replacing writers. But could they? Could they then eventually be listed as a a co-writer on a scripted series? Yeah. And it's such, I mean, I understand why you called it a million dollar question now. Um, It's such a tough answer. So I think when we talk about AI, we always talk about whether it creates jobs or it destroys jobs. Mm -hmm. I try to think about it like it transforms jobs as well. Mm. Um, Jobs that exist are transformed to something else. And if I'm going to be honest, a lot of companies, um, their allegiance is to the bottom line. It's to shareholders, right? So if companies can produce or create the same amount of content or create uh, products with less overhead, I, I tend to think that they'll choose that. And that's where, you know, lawyers and laws and our, our representatives will have to come into place. And, and it sounds so dystopian, but like maybe guarantee that there are a certain number of humans that have to occupy certain professions. But I can see, you know, there being jobs that are lost and we're already seeing it in really weird spaces. So Levi, the clothing company yeah. just announced that they're going to start having AI models and no. not real people, but you know, these individuals who look human, but they're computer generated modeling their clothes, you know, online and possibly in ads. And that's just one, that's just one area where humans will no longer be necessary. And as you mentioned, writers are, they're very creative, but if the space moves fast enough and it can mimic the type of writing styles that people love, I can see that becoming the, the norm. Yeah. The future is here. Thank you so much, Takara, for your time today. My pleasure. That was Takara Small, technology journalist. Um, yeah.
It is a wild, wild world. I think we need to embrace it. Uh, but we also need to be aware, and I agree with Takara, I think eventually we're going to get to the point where legislation needs to be uh, put in place in order to protect all of us. Not just jobs, but just, uh, you know, I mean, AI is just moving far ahead. I saw a, a report really quickly yesterday um, on uh, how they're training AI to read minds. And so this is the next step. And it, is, it can move us forward as human beings, but it's, uh, it's a scary step.